Sit back, turn the ship over to your Kovas, and relax. We're turning on Flight Assist. 07 Commanders, and welcome in. My name is Commander Mal for the win, and with me, as always, is Commander Psykit. 07 Commanders. If it's your first time listening, we are glad you found us every week on the Flight Assist podcast. We talk to a different commander or organization. We find out a little bit about them, what they're up to in game, and we talk about the things we love about Elite Dangerous and its amazing community. Before things get started, we just wanted to say thanks so much for being here because this podcast would not be possible without the support of listeners like you. As we record this, it is... May 19th, and I'm wondering if I should have said, and we talk about the things we love about Elite Dangerous Odyssey and its amazing community. (laughs) It's still going to be Elite Dangerous. It's still going to be Elite Dangerous. Oh, my my gosh. But we're just waiting right now. Because right now is the server reset We're in limbo right now. We're in limbo waiting for stuff. Um, I'm very excited. you, You know who else is in limbo right now? Who's that? Phoenix D Fire. He is. He is um, my um, <laughs> the the anchor that holds Lave Radio together. It, like, yep. I've, I, it, I've explained that today is um, well. You've explained that today is the nineteenth, and um, had you listened to yesterday's Lave Radio, the eighteenth, you'll know that <laughs> halfway through, um, bless Colin, he um, disappeared <laughs> because of internet <laughs> issues, and. Um, the whole show fell apart. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> um, He's literally the, the glue. He, he legitimately the is the, the anchor. He keeps things moving. Um, it, it, it was, it was nonsense and sh- shenanigans last night, but that is sometimes exactly what we need. <laughs> yep. Um, but yeah, Colin, um, Colin is excellent. He's uh, a wonderful human has been playing elite forever. Um, so um yeah just he was playing it, before david braben came up with the idea for elite potentially that's how so. long he's been playing potentially so <laughs> <laughs> but um i i know that he is just as excited for for odyssey as we are we have managed to um i have been trying to schedule this for a good few few months now i think um and we have managed to secure him on his lunch break. (laughs) (laughs) So apologies if occasionally the audio is a little bit echoey um, or sounds a little bit out of sorts because we have Colin on his lunch break from work because this is the only time that we could squeeze him in. And I am super grateful that he's taken time out to come and talk to us. Welcome on in, Commander Phoenix Defire, or Colin, or Lave Radio voice of himself. How are you doing, my love? Greetings, Commanders. Yes, I, I am absolutely fine. Nice to nice to be on here. Awesome, awesome. For any super excited to have you here. For, for anybody sure. who doesn't know who who you are, if you could tell us a little bit about yourself, so. Um, basics um how long you've been playing your i i've spoiled your commander name and if you're a content creator but <laughs> just, if you could tell us a little tiny bit about yourself that'd be great right well uh i am the the host of Lave radio which is a podcast which has been going since 20 2013 which is before the game was actually released um i'm, I'm not the one of the original crew i'm, I'm just one of the ones that has kept it going um, obviously, I'm an alpha backer so for the original Elite Dangerous, uh, but then I have been playing this damn game since 1984. Uh, that yes. might give you that might give you an idea of of my age. And <laughs> as as we proceed, you will probably find that I will be making references to a lot of stuff in the 70s and 80s, which you will only find in a book called Ready Player One. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. I can I can appreciate that. I will be right there with you. <laughs> um, what was it that originally got you? I know you said you started playing in uh, the, the original Elite in the eighties. So I'm guessing that was kind of your your you know your stepping stone to get into Elite Dangerous. What was it about the original Elite that kind of grabbed your attention in the first place? 
Um, flying a spaceship. Um, that's a pretty big motivator, especially. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and you got to remember in the 70s and, and the 80s, there wasn't anything like the game scene there is now. You had arcade machines and that, and that was it. Um, yeah. And the fun thing was, was Atari came along in, I believe this, 1979 and came out with a game yep. called Space Raiders, which was, I oh, think, yes. the first 3D flying, shooting down, um, shooting down bad guy ships. Um, so much so that uh, they'd copied ships from Star Wars, Battlestar Galactica. Mm -hmm. So basically, <laughs> nobody bothered to sue them because they didn't know that the media was that new. These days, if you yeah. use a TIE fighter in a computer game, Disney would kick your butt. <laughs> yep. So, yeah. Um, we Back started then, they were like, what? Well, well, what <laughs> Nobody's going to care about this. This is like, <laughs> it's some box in a store somewhere, and nobody's going to care. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Nobody's scared. They even called the bad guys Xylons. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but that was, that was the first game. And as soon as I saw that on the old Atari VCS, I was sold. And that's. I knew that was the kind of game that I would that would get me, and every single game that's come out from that, from Star Raiders to I think the Spectrum, there's a game called Codename Matt. I would just jump on and play to death, and then yeah. Elite came out, and that took the flying of a spaceship and put it in a real galaxy. Yeah, yep. The biggest that we'd had yeah, before had been sectors or solar systems, but there'd be nothing mm -hmm. that big. Yeah. Nothing of that scale and nothing of like there's something to be said for uh, a game that's happening in our galaxy. There, there's a tether there that doesn't exist when you say a galaxy far, far away. You might be able to identify with that, but there's something special about feeling like this is happening in your galaxy, you know? Yeah. Well, it wasn't really our galaxy. There was eight galaxies in the original Elite. Yeah, that's that's right. We have multiple <laughs> galaxies in the original, didn't we? Holy crap, I'd forgotten about that. Yeah, but there, wow. there's only sort of like 246 uh, systems in each galaxy, and each system existed with one planet, one sun, and one station. There, the, yep. There is limitations to 32K. Yep. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yep. Everything. Everything is uh, squares of you know the square. So you had stuff either in you know two, four, mm -hmm. you know, like eight, sixteen, you know, thirty-two, sixty-four, and two hundred fifty-six was a big one. So like if you saw something, it was like we have two hundred and forty something of something. You're like, oh, memory limitation. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Yep. It's it's amazing how well uh, <laughs> a basis in 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 uh, base two suddenly makes you realize, oh, that's why there's only 48,000 views in that game. <laughs> Very true. Very mm. true. Um, so, tell no, go, go ahead, Mel. Go ahead. No, 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 please. I heard the bork, I, so I was worried yeah, that you were... I, I, I heard the bork and I instantly put on all of the noise suppression I possibly could. <laughs> <laughs> um, so you were, you were a Kickstarter backer for Elite. Yes. Um... When can you remember that very first time that you logged into Elite Dangerous um, that, oh, and what that was like? Yeah, it was the the first. I think it was just before. It was just after Christmas, um, twenty thirteen. That's when the single player alpha came out, and basically we we just there was no stations. There was a sidewinder, and that was it. And basically, you had, you know, the, the old training missions, they haven't changed that much. It started off, you were in a sidewinder, and you went through all these training missions. And, the, uh, and it was amazing, because basically, we had not seen um, a space game like this since Freelancer, which was, what, 10, 10 years earlier? Oh, there was Iwar 2, but, um, which is vastly superior, in my opinion. But, uh, yeah, that's... <laughs> Yeah, it's been so long since I got into a spaceship that I, yeah. I was in heaven. <laughs> yeah, it's it's something to be. I think it, I think playing Elite Dangerous for the first time, whether you were in the alpha, you picked it up when the game was released, you hopped in in Horizons. If you played that original Elite offering, eighty four, eighty five, right? Whether you were on uh, Commodore or um, Spectrum ZX, or whatever system you played it on, um, I feel like it was even 
it, it was a big event and very emotional for for anybody who bought the game and 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 tried it. But I think for those of us who played the original, there was that extra level of this is what my brain saw when I was playing the original. Like the the feeling that I got going from not having to elite to playing elite and seeing that original game is the same kind of feeling I got of just like, oh my God, this is it. This is yeah. this is what um, I've been waiting for. And oh, and it's hard to explain that feeling to people who didn't play the original Elite who weren't around then because they're like, if you look at it now, it's like, man, that looks like crap. Like there's there's it, but they don't get that that original game was like so groundbreaking for us, you know? Oh, completely. I, I, I mean, this is one thing that <laughs> I showed my son this kind of thing, and he goes, "Well, that looks awful. I don't get it." And yeah. then I showed him, <laughs> I showed him the other games that I played at the time, and he just went, "Yeah, okay, I, I see why that one works a lot better than the other ones." <laughs> How did you put right. up with that? So, you know, yeah. And he, he yep. says, as he goes back to Call of Duty, and, and yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Yep. That photorealistic look that you know video games have now, and it's like, oh, this isn't photorealistic enough is the complaint <laughs> that people will give. You know? Yeah, yeah, that, that's pretty much. Yeah, thinking back to the old games is sort of you you do have we did we did this thing called retrolave where we went in the preparation mm-hmm. of you know on the build-up to elite, we used to play these old space games. And it was, it was, oh, it was, it was horrible. It was heartbreaking because you had in your head when you played uh, Wing Commander Privateer for the first time, you remembered how good it was. And then you went back and played it and you went, well, that's just smashed my rose tinted glasses into the floor. (laughs) Yep. Yep. I remember there was a, uh, there was a game that uh, came out in the, I guess it was mid to late uh, 80s. That was a uh, a flight. It was an F nineteen stealth fighter. I know it was that a game. flight simulator. Mm-hmm. And I I pl- I like skipped school to play that game. I loved it so much, and I remember it vividly. And I recently found a video that somebody had posted on YouTube of it, and it is nothing like what I thought I remembered. <laughs> like in my head, it was like I was literally in an aircraft flying around. I look at it, and I'm like, oh god. This is horrible. Like, <laughs> how do you manage? I'll tell you. I'll tell you one thing that I had a similar experience though. To from you know from old elite to um, to elite dangerous, uh, we used to play this old Star Wars arcade game uh, in yeah uh, yep. yeah, and you know that was all vector graphics and uh, it was pretty basic, uh, but you, you did have a good feeling of speed as you flew flew about on it. The thing mm-hmm. was in your head, it still felt like an X wing fighter. Now, yes. you take that experience and then play X-Wing versus TIE Fighter, uh, what, 10 years later, and you suddenly yep. realize this was what was in my head when I was in the arcade game. Yeah. It's the same thing. Exactly. You have the same experience <laughs> exactly. with Star Wars Squadrons now. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Very much so. Very much yeah, so. I can I can appreciate that. And um I feel incredibly seen as um somebody who was born <laughs> in eighty five, not really knowing what you guys are talking about with that. But I, I appreciate it. I appreciate your um your experiences <laughs> are entirely different to mine. And I enjoy my um, I enjoy my youth. <laughs> I like this. This is love. Can you tell us what the war was like, Daddy? Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> Can you remind me what it was like when everything was in sepia tone? If you <laughs> I was wondering if you could tell us about the time video games only had little squares. <laughs> Back when I was a kid, I remember when a game cost twenty five cents to play. Um, yeah, yeah. Most of the games that I I grew up playing were were under the size of an icon these days. Yeah, mm-hmm. true. Mm-hmm. That's so, sad yeah. to think about, and also kind of amazing. Well, we like, just take a lot of things for granted. I mean, David yeah. Braben and Ian Bell spent, I think, the last four months of developing the original Elite just removing one or two bytes of memory so they yeah. could put something else in. It, it's phenomenal what you had to do to squeeze things in. So what's the story behind your, uh, your commander name? Right. Okay. It's slightly <laughs> embarrassing, this. Um, Phoenix Defire is what you can only describe as 
what a 12-year-old D&D player thought would be a cool name. And Makes perfect sense. And, and then you realize, then you realize that was 38 years ago. <laughs> and you cringe and, and want to hide. But I've been using that handle since before the internet was even born. <laughs> yeah. So if you go back into the old alt news groups, if you see a cat, um, someone saying with their email just Phoenix to fire in it, that would probably be me. <laughs> oh, wow. So all the old that old, is cool. Alt fan elite stuff and, and things like that. You will probably find me in there somewhere. That's amazing. That's amazing. Cause all of my um I, I switched from that. Um, but um, all of my stuff really, really early on before Psychic It and before Psychic was a self-insertion into um, fan fiction for Harry Potter. I'm not even going to say a name. <laughs> <laughs> but all of my email addresses were this were this girl's name. Um, I um, I definitely have ships named after it because I've subsequently named um, D&D characters after her. But um, this self-insertion of fan fiction into Harry Potter was my original username as well. Um, and it is it. You've got to you tell cringe us. a little bit now, don't you? You do. But then again, I cringe every week. Okay, 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 okay. Her name, her <laughs> name was Callista Fig. Okay, good and name. And she was the daughter of Arabella Fig, who um, is. What the um the older lady who um what's the name of I don't know I can't remember the name of someone who is who has magical parents but doesn't show any is it squib, squib. I want to say squib. squib yeah yeah she is the squib who lives on Harry Potter's uh, in in Privet Drive Fantastic, and I was like Callista yes. was her daughter and I wrote pages and pages of fan fiction <laughs> young. <laughs> The young Claire with her self-insertion of this Calistapig <laughs> character oh, what was um, her who house wanted then? to be this magical. What was, her? Her, what was her house? Oh, she was Slytherin. She was Slytherin, 100%. Oh, right. Fine. Apparently, I'm just, apparently <laughs> just so you know, I now feel... <laughs> <laughs> I now feel very seen because I have, I have no idea what you're talking about. And it makes me feel like I'm an old person. So. <laughs> so hang on, Mal. You've never watched or read any Harry Potter whatsoever. I've not read any, but I've seen all the movies. Yeah, um, Arabella Figg's barely in the movie. I don't think. I think if she is in it, she's very. She's in it for about two scenes. Yeah, she's she's <laughs> the she's the lady that finds Harry under the bridge when he's done the yeah when he's protecting protect Dursley, Dursley from the yeah. um from yeah. the Dementors. Oh my god, this this is. This is like when worlds collide right now. <laughs> I'm not keen on it. <laughs> yes, it is. <clears throat> yeah, but yeah. I don't. I, I don't. I don't have a a great in depth knowledge of Harry Potter stuff, but I know I know movie stuff. So I have. Oh, some you're, you're missing out because the books are so much better. But enough. It, it, otherwise, yeah. this will turn into <laughs> elite, dangerous <laughs> Harry Potter fan fiction <laughs> crossovers. <laughs> Back on track with it <laughs> dangerous. Um, um, what do you use to play? Are you keyboard and mouse, Hotas? Oh, definitely Hotas. You want you want that full on. I'm in a spaceship feel. So for that, you need the joystick. You need the joystick. What joystick do you use? X fifty two. It there is no other choice in my opinion because it just matches the ship so well. Yep. Uh, I've used an X fifty six, but for some reason it just. It just didn't feel right, and it broke. It doesn't so, have the same spacey feel that the X fifty two does. No, it, it's got a proper um, flight sim vibe. That the X fifty two feels mm -hmm. spacey, just like the Thrustmaster ones do, but not not the not the ones that you buy specifically for a Microsoft Flight Simulator. That it just it's weird that they feel different, but yeah. Yeah, it it, uh, it is. I've I've used a fifty six. I've I've played with a fifty two before, but I've never owned one. Um, but the X fifty six definitely has more of like a a fighter pilot feel to it than than the X fifty six plus or X fifty two plus. It's nice to be playing with an X fifty two and look down in game and see the actual controls that you're playing the game with. 
that does help in VR actually because you you mm-hmm. have the feeling that the there's this also, this thing called emotional disconnect when you're in VR which, you know when you move something move your hand but your avatar doesn't move your hand to match it. Um, but the yeah. fact that the, the the joystick that you're using in VR is the same as the joystick uh, that you've got physically, it it it's amazing how much of a difference that makes. It's really surprising. Really? Yeah, I found it. Um, just using a, um, a Thrustmaster in the first VR, it, it because the buttons are in a different place. It just feels that there yeah. is that disconnect. Yeah, yeah. Anything, especially when you're doing. Um when you're doing the uh, when you're in VR and you can't physically see what's going on around you, anything that breaks that immersion hurts your VR experience. So it's, it's good to be able to see that one-to-one relationship. So thinking kind of shifting gears from hardware to software, what sort of resources do you use um, for when you're playing elite, like um, external tools and stuff like that? If, if any, um, I try and avoid the external tools as much as possible. Um, yeah. I, I want my experience in Elite to be the pure Elite experience, so I won't even use the trading uh, tools. I mean, I will use Inara from time to time, basically because there's a whole lot of social skills that people, you know, and you, mm-hmm. you know, post a couple of photos up there or read some people's stories because they can be absolutely fantastic. But right, right. but for actually using those tools to um, to help with building my ship, um, not much apart from Coriolis. Coriolis, I think mm-hmm. I can I can waste days just looking through, creating, mucking about new ship builds. Yeah, but, but apart from that, that's that's the only one I've I've really used in anger. Um, I mean, of yeah. course, I use I use voice attack as well because voice attack is amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do love me some voice attack. I think, yeah, I can appreciate. Um, we've talked to more and more people recently who are yeah. trying to stay away from external tools. I, I was going to say that the season one was very much we use all of the tools and we do lots yeah. of stuff. <laughs> it feels like season two has been yes, the occasional Coriolis ED engineer, um, yep. it, like here and there, but mostly it's been it, the theme of. Season two has been stay away from tools or yeah, um, yeah. make make your own way. It's it's funny how that's happened. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, maybe you maybe it's, um, you're getting in contact with the more veteran commanders who are just there who think we don't need such filth. We we no, can manage without it. I don't necessarily think that that's the case. Um, it's yeah. it, it's very much it's very much a, we try and make it as much a mix of mix as we can, and yeah. it's. Um, I think it's that's to me. It's really interesting how that trend has how it, it sort of trended that way as opposed to the other way. Um, yeah, incredibly interesting. Um, what would you say um, that you are best at in elite? Um, expo- What's your forte? That there's two. There's um, exploring. Okay. I I do love just heading out into the black. And this is probably one of the rarest you'll come across. I love blockade running in power play. Explain, explain like I'm five what blockade running in power play means. Right. Well, normally what happens in power, in power play, as you know, the, we have control systems everywhere. And if you have other players uh, of, of the opposing faction in, in one of your control systems, you've still got to make your uh, deliveries. So basically, mm-hmm. I have a souped-up um, clipper, which basically uh, you have to have a very powerful ship to catch. And I just go straight past. I don't mind them uh, other players interdicting me because that's part of the game. Uh, but you've got to catch me, mate. <laughs> and if I get away, that's a victory for me. And uh, the, yeah. the 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 uh, the comments that I get when I get away is is classic. It's it's what you want. Yeah, that that interaction that you. Yeah, I mean the thing, the thing that everybody has about power play is that the you know it, it's it's just delivery. It's postman pat simulator. Some people have been saying, and mm-hmm. I, don't, <laughs> I don't mind that as long as you've got other players who are trying to interrupt your postman pat simulator, 
And um, it, <laughs> it, it does add something. I mean, I, I hate, I hate griefing when, it, when it's outside the power play arena. I really do. And by griefing, I do mean sort of, you know, seal clubbing. I mean, there, yeah, is a, right. there is a place for piracy. And I'm not having to go at people who PvP, but I am having to go at, at massively powerful players in a wing deciding to, to smash noobs because that's mm-hmm. yeah just that's, camping outside the noob zone or outside an engineer like felicity that you know is a first unlock for yeah. people who have no engineering on their ships yet yeah 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 i mean that's that's not great i mean but but if you if if people like that got involved power play it would make the power play so much more interesting and yeah, yeah. It, it's, it's that's a just, really good point yeah it, there is a place for that kind of gameplay and that's open power mm-hmm. play if you go there uh, yeah, yeah. But you know, this is what they want to do. So you know, I'm who might lecture them. You bring up a good point, though. That um, the there there's a good if that same game mechanic moved from just something that's happening in general in open to mm-hmm. underneath the power play umbrella it would be a lot more fun because then you would have people who are, Hey, I'm a new commander. I want to do blockade running. And so then you would have two veteran players wing up with them to escort them through those blockades until their ship gets powerful enough. They can try it on their own. Like it would add a whole new, it would make that sort of gameplay feel less like seal clubbing and more like it's a mechanic of power play. Like you're going to have new people come into the game that are going to need help. And this is a, this is a place where that sort those sort of uh, player interactions feel more organic. Well, you do actually get that to a degree. If you, if you go on, to some of the power play discords, you normally find that there are players that are willing to help you out, willing to escort you. Right. And the main problem is is getting uh, other players to oppose you because um, mm. there is a yeah there is a little bit of a a problem with the fact that it's difficult for uh, uh, people to meet up. And right. you know, sometimes you you look. I mean, this normally happens on a Thursday which just happens after the ticks happened. So we're starting a new right. power play cycle. And you'll normally have opposing commanders from um, other factions in your home system hoping to, to uh, stop uh, people getting their, um, making their deliveries. And that's, right. that's when it gets really interesting because I've, I've had it where I've had to evade the same player four or five times to try and get home. Uh, didn't manage it because it got me on the fourth time, but still, um, <laughs> it was it was an enjoyable experience. The problem is, is you've got to go in with that kind of mindset, right? And get, right. And if if you're going in there, going, oh, I'm just doing some runs just to make sure that I've got uh, I've got my power play modules. It's um, it's it's kind of you might as well do it solo because um. <laughs> It, it, it's all it's doing is, is, is well, even if you do it in solo, you you, you distort the, the background simulation for power play. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's it's yeah. tricky, isn't it? Yeah, it is, it is yeah. tricky getting the balance. And and yeah. I have I have vented on many occasions about what needs to be done to that game mode to make it interesting. And yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it, it's it, it's one of those it's one of those things where you you, you can suggest something or you can suggest a, a certain course of action. Like for example, when Sandro made that post about um, uh, open only power play for mm. um, uh, y- years ago now, crikey, um, and it the reactions to it on the forums alone were so mixed. Um, well, yeah, I think you're always was... going to upset somebody. Yeah, I think at the, the majority. Yeah, the majority of the problem was that everyone thought that this was the thin end of the wedge. And, mm. and oh, if, if it's power play first, then it'll be the BGS. If it's the BGS, then it'll be community goals. And, and that'll be the end. It'll be all open only. And we went, no, we just need it for this particular game mode. 
I mean, since then, I've, right. I've come to the idea that maybe had a weighted system where you get a lot more in the background simulation for running in open mm. instead of solo would probably be the best yeah. best com- that's compromise. My, that would be my compromise as well, yeah. yeah. Yeah, but but you need something to motivate people to go into open, to take that risk. Um, and a lot of people aren't willing to take that risk because they don't, and I'm not going to tell them to, that they're not playing the game right, but I have found personally that I've had more enjoyment playing in open and getting shot at and getting away from them than I, I did just doing boring runs in solo. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. So we talked about blockade running. You said you're, you're, you're kind of like good at that. That's your thing. Is that mm. what you enjoy doing most in the game? Or is there something else you enjoy doing that maybe you're not as good at? What's um, your favorite thing to do? Favorite thing to do that I'm not that good at? Uh, base raids. Base raids are in driving the oh, SRV yeah. around base raids. I, I can't do them. And I, I find it uh, to my eternal shame. I just cannot do them. I can, I can do smaller <laughs> bases. I can do smaller right. bases. But when it comes to, to the bigger bases, I like driving around them, but I always get trapped or I get lost or I can't get that force field down. <laughs> and, uh, and boom, That's before me. I know it. <laughs> I mean, I know that I need probably friends to do that. <laughs> but yeah. Everyone else is busy all the time. Yeah, yeah. It's just so Very much true. to do. That's what the problem is. <laughs> I mean, this is one is of the, it, oh, go on. Sorry. You know, go no, 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 go ahead. Uh, no, this is one of the issues that I have uh, with some of the people that go, oh, it's a galaxy wide and an inch deep. It, it's deep when you look for it. Mm-hmm. it, it that's, that's the one issue that I've always had with Elite. Is a lot of pe- there's been a lot of people which have just said, it, it, it's boring. You just do trade runs. Yeah, that's because you've chosen to do trade runs. Uh, there right. are other things yeah. to do, but you've got to go There's looking so much for to do. Mm. So much to do. Speaking of things to do, mm-hmm. is there anything that you, any area of elite that you don't participate in that you would like to? Uh, well, I suppose, well, I know this one's been quite popular, but uh, PvP is definitely something yeah. that... I would want to get into, but I know the the barrier for entry is so high. I mean, I I do yeah. a bit of a bit of it because I'm, but I'm P, It's kind of like PvP, but running away. Yeah. <laughs> I thought it's still PvP. It's still against another player. Yeah, it's it's a valid. If it, if you survive, it's a valid tactic. Like <laughs> you so, can't deny yeah. the results. Yeah. No. I mean, I must admit, I, I would. L- I mean, I do love a good CQC session, so I would love to do that yeah. in my own ships. But you know, it, it is the it is the problem that if you want to do PvP, you have got to have first of all a Ferdinand's, which is engineered to to an absolute uh, precision level, and the amount of time it takes to get to that level is phenomenal, and also. Yeah the expense because I know that you will lose and you will lose big and you will lose a lot of money and getting that money yeah. back can be quite difficult now that there's been a lot of mining nerves. Yeah. Very true. Do you, uh, do you align yourself with a squadron or a minor faction when you play? Um, well, it depends on which I've got three, I've got three accounts. <laughs> <laughs> um, the first account, uh, which is my, my lap, he is, he's, Always, a, always aligned with the Lave radio for obvious reasons. Mm-hmm. Uh, the second one used to be used to be the power play commander, but I'm sending her off to Colonia, so we're going to be exploring exploring Colonia when Odyssey drops later today. Fingers crossed. Nice, nice. Yeah. And the third one is taking over power play duties. That's my epic account. I realised that power play doesn't need sort of even Horizon. So I might as well have that on the on the the account that doesn't have Odyssey. So and that's what I'm moving him to, because this is the thing the the, the power play community when you actually get involved with them, although it is a small community, they are very tight knit and they are a fantastic bunch of people. So yeah, I I, I yeah. can't leave that community behind. Yeah. Yep. I can appreciate. I can appreciate that. Who's who? Who is it that you um you pledge to? Oh, the emperor, of course. Emperor. She may she may not have the best uh, the best module. Um, I've got to be careful here to avoid any uh, 
innuendos <laughs> because that's that, <laughs> you don't want to go around referring to the emperor's modules now, do you? But um, <laughs> quite, quite. <laughs> I said I would avoid innuendo, but I made one anyway. This is this is Ben's fault. <laughs> you know what always blame ben it's fine (laughs) that's that's going to be a new children's book i'm sure the emperor's new modules (laughs) i thought blame ben would be a good one but (laughs) yeah true (laughs) where do you uh where do you and your fellow commanders spend most of your time in the galaxy um well obviously obviously around late station uh but then again um Obviously, my power play commander spends a lot of the time down in the Empire systems. Mostly, I, right. I normally go around Rende because that's got one of the best, uh, uh, and, you know, r- around where the, the Emperor's home system is in, in power play. Uh, but apart mm-hmm. from that, it's anywhere and everywhere. Uh, so, you know, occasionally I, I will try and pop back once a week to leave for to join Ben outside late station, but that can be quite limited because um, <laughs> if you're halfway out to uh, uh, systems you want to look at, and then all of a sudden you've got to come back for a show, that's actually yeah. about two or three hours <laughs> yeah. game time. That, and because I don't have a fleet carrier, it's, it's not, it's not practical. So yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll come and pick you up in my fleet carrier whenever you need it. She says, she says, Thinking, yes. I don't, I, don't, I don't know if I've got that much tritium on my fleet carrier at the moment, so that might be problematic. <laughs> I know, I, I, have, I have got a distinct fear of other people's fleet carriers. Um, uh, <laughs> I don't know why. It might be something to do with Commander Sham. <laughs> well, but potentially. Potentially. Um, I, don't, I don't know of anyone else who might have been abandoned and then found himself um uh quite a far way out of the galaxy on somebody's fleet carrier with no way of getting home because he didn't have a fuel scoop in his in his mining ship um would you know feel, would you know anyone Mal? <laughs> i feel very seen right now <laughs> i have rescued Mal luckily well. i had a good friend to come pick me up <laughs> in her fleet carrier and get me back to the bubble yeah, it was that yeah, it was it was that bad that I even got a sanctimonious story about it. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> nice. When 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 you run into trouble um in Elite, who um who or where do you turn? Um as in being attacked, you mean, or um if you if you're struggling with anything or if there's something that you you don't understand in game or um something you, I don't understand in game I, 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 I'll try I, don't, and laugh. <laughs> I don't know I don't know if you if there's something that you're struggling with is, is there anybody that you you would turn to like a, a game mechanic or um wanting to get something done something on those lines I, I think the only time that I would actually turn uh for help is, is in power play when we were having uh obviously issues with other um say bots or things like that that's when I'd uh, yeah. I'd turn to the uh, the community and say hang on guys there, there's a you know, we're we're having issues with this, which is causing trouble with the game. Um, but apart from the actual normal mechanics, can, can you imagine asking any of the Lave Radio crew for help? No, I actually can't. <laughs> no. But, I, I genuinely can't. When I asked the question, I was like, well, he ain't going to say Lave. <laughs> <laughs> you, you know, if you ask for help for, uh, for anybody from the Lave Radio crew, you might as well be asking for a brick and thrown in your face. Yeah, definitely don't don't do that. Don't don't do that at all. No, no, oh, it's, a, it's a sign of weakness. Obviously, asking for help. There's a yeah. lot of lot of um, I think issue psychological issues there. Oh boy, oh man. Yeah, and, and you signed up for it, didn't you? I know. I know. <laughs> You wow. volunteered. Yeah. Wow. Oh my gosh. Oh, it's it's too it's too late to back out now. Hey, you're, holding, <laughs> you're holding your own. That's what we need. <laughs> so uh thinking back through your elite career, what is your fondest memory or the most amazing thing that's happened to you in Elite or because of Elite? Oh, no, there are so many things that are 
that are that apply to that. I mean, I could say the first time I went to Lavecon, the but I think the the standout the standout version has got to be the first time I ever tried VR. No. This was a, it was a DK one. I think I've told this story before. It's a DK one that's, that was at the first of a Fantasticon. And mm. uh, a friend of mine said, right, I've got this. We're going to give it a try for the first time. Uh, we, we set it all up. I put it on. I had a sort of half an hour going through some of the training missions in VR. And right when, it, and, you know, and you take that helmet off and you just, uh, amazed because even though it's not as good as the experience is now i'd never experienced a feeling where i was actually i I physically felt as i was in this this fantasy spaceship and yeah it it is until i mean can you just imagine it that you know for for years you have wished that you could be a, a han solo type or a uh, or a Luke Skywalker type in those ships because, you know, yeah. for ages you've seen it and then you actually get to experience it. It, it. it was mind-blowing. I mean, I've had similar reports from people who have tried Star Wars Squadrons VR for the first time. And, you know, mm-hmm. they've, never, they've never had anything like that. And then all of a sudden they feel as if they're properly in the X-Wing. Uh, and yeah, it, it just blows your mind that does. That's so cool. What is it that keeps you logging back in? The fact that I'm flying a spaceship. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. It, it, it is that. I mean, and I mean, what with Odyssey coming out as well, the fact that we'll be able to get out and walk around with that spaceship is, um, I'm really looking forward to that. Um, I said I was really surprised when I played No Man's Sky that I enjoyed the on foot bits more than the flight bits. So um, much, exactly the same. I was like, "What yeah. is what? Why am I enjoying this bit so much?" Yeah, um, yep. because, and I've I've waited for ages for Elite Dangerous to to come up with their equivalent because let's be honest. I mean, the reason I don't play No Man's Sky is because the flight model is awful. It really is. Yeah. It's not good. Yeah. It is not, not good. good. But, you know, the planet side stuff is fantastic. And I just wish that Elite Dangerous could marry the, their fantastic flight model with a something similar. And I, and I've yeah. got fingers crossed. I really do. Yep. Yeah, I, I'm, I cannot wait till, because as we're recording this, we're waiting for the servers to come back up for Odyssey. So I know. We're it's, all, it's like, just. Five hours still to go. Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, yeah, you say five hours, but they've got their um their launch show is planned for tomorrow. <laughs> Remember that? <laughs> yep. Yeah. As long as I get my shadowing, as long as I get my foot on a planet before Shan turns up with his fleet carrier. <laughs> don't care what planet it is. Don't care where it is. It just oh, has no, to no, happen first. It. It is a specific plant. It's a specific system, a specific planet. That I need to. I, I need to get my foot down on first. And yeah, yeah, he's spawn camping. Yeah, spawn camping, camping is what this is. <laughs> nice, nice. Um, let's say, for the sake of argument, time travel is suddenly invented, and you're able to go back to your first day as a commander in Elite Dangerous and give yourself one piece of advice. What would that be? Well, it wouldn't be actually the first day in Elite Dangerous. It would be two weeks before launch. It would be two weeks before launch when Michael Brooks said to the lot of us who were playing the beta at the time, oh, there's probably going to be a wipe before launch. So I thought, right, okay, well, I don't want to um, overstretch myself. I don't want to burn out because I've been playing basically the alpha and the, the beta all the way up to that point. And I thought, right. right, I'm just going to ease off so that I can come back to the uh, and start right from the word go, just like everybody else. Right. And then they said, oh, no, we're not going to wipe. <gasps> so I lost two weeks. Oh. And, and the fact that, oh. that Ben and everybody else in the crew got two weeks of advance on me has <laughs> always rankled That's a little a, bit. No. 
As oh, I, I've, always, I've always felt a little bit behind until basically I got triple elite and managed to beat Ben to it. At least that's something. <laughs> Ooh, nice. <laughs> but yeah, that, 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 that was that, it. The salt would be just ever, ever so slightly yeah. there all the time, just that thin layer of salt. Yeah. yeah. I bet you oh, Ben gosh. rubbed it in as well, didn't he? Um, they, they did. Well, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit of ribbon here and there, but it'll it'll grow. <laughs> sympathy, sympathy from that lot. You must be joking. <laughs> Actually, that should be the new rare good in Lave Station is sympathy. I'd like a ton of sympathy, please. <laughs> <laughs> so many uses. So many things you can use it for. The, the, thing, the thing with it is that it will be um, one ton at a time and it only refreshes maybe once every three months, something like yeah. that. <laughs> that would have to be it. Um, going forward now, going very imminently forward, is there anything um, that you, what are you most looking forward to seeing or doing when Odyssey comes out in like a few hours? Uh, apart from putting my foot down first on a couple of planets. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, when we played the Alpha, I have thoroughly enjoyed the combat zones. I never yep. thought I would. I, um, the fact that uh, <laughs> you can see the ships flying, other players' ships flying overhead so as you're battling away is absolutely fantastic. It's just sometimes I wish there was some way to counter them. But, you know... Yeah. But it, it was still great. And the fact that some of the sunsets and some of the sunrises in, in what we even had in the Alpha was amazing. I cannot wait yeah. to yeah. find a couple of planets just to experience that. That's, mm. yeah, when, you, when you're out exploring, it's, it's, you're not really, the best thing to do is actually look for the views, not the actual uh, planets themselves is, is you look for where you think will be the nicest view because if you land somewhere and it's not been tagged by anyone else and you are looking at this fantastic sunset or triple sunset you're the first person to ever see that yeah and and that to me yeah. is, is is that star trek moment where you've just gone where no one has gone before and he's there thinking take that picard i'll go here first <laughs> yep, very I mean, much so. I, I um I recorded a little silly partner celebration video where um I drove out onto a planet and took a um and watched this um bloody check mark rise. It was it was silly and it was meant to be silly and it was <laughs> all of that sort of stuff. But even in my home system, sitting on a planet was just finding this beautiful view, just like this crazy random happenstance of in my home system there's this beautiful um, ringed world that you can land on and the rings are at an angle so it doesn't look you it's not like you're just looking at a tiny thin line yeah Ew, oh. yeah, yeah. Oh, i'm never gonna get bored of that and in order to see yep. there's just gonna be so much more and to tell you the truth if you're if you're an explorer that's the kind of thing that you look for yeah, yeah. i mean yep. it's, it's nice to get you know first first foot or first uh scanned on on some things but then most of the most of the explorers are already um, explorationally anyway. It doesn't matter. What really matters is the experiences that you have when you're out there, mm-hmm. and the fact that that's your view. No one can take that away from you, and you're the first person yeah. to ever see it. There's a yep. there's a really great little um, app called Observatory Elite Dangerous Observatory. Yeah. Um, when you scan a system, it will show you um, whether there are shepherd moons or nested moons around ringed gas giants. And it will, like, literally just from the FSS scan, it tells you whether or not they're there. And being able, no, those have been the best views that I can ev- I can say that I've ever seen in the game being able to go out and see like rings upon rings and all of this um sitting on a planet and looking at stuff so um that that might be that might be an app that might be of interest to you if you like looking at yeah they, looking they, at these beautiful vistas well it's on the list I've just put that one down because I've never heard of that <laughs> before 
Yeah, ED Observatory. Yeah. It's it's um a tiny little app as well, but it works it works wonders. I can I cannot remember who got me onto it, but I'm I I'm very, very grateful for it. It's excellent. Same. It's it, it that was a recent addition to my tools and I absolutely love it. It's great for finding excellent photo ops in game. Can confirm. Um, what can what can we expect from you in the future in Elite Dangerous Odyssey? Uh, well, in Elite Dangerous Odyssey, you can expect um, more coverage from uh, Live Radio about what's happening in Odyssey. You can expect um, probably more sanctimonious stories where my little crew decides to actually step outside their ship on a planet for once. Um, yeah, <laughs> there's there's a whole whole load of extra stuff that I'm I'm planning. Hopefully, I'm going to revive Top Shift so that it starts. I start broadcasting that again. So uh, now that we've got something new to talk about, yeah, yeah. awesome, awesome. I can't wait for that. Uh, yeah. Do you play anything when you're not playing Elite? Yes, uh, I'm. I'm a big fan of the good old RPGs. Uh, okay. Um, yeah. I mean, I've lately got into playing Final Fantasy games. Now, I haven't played, I think I played Final Fantasy when I was, uh, uh, when Final Fantasy VII, when it first came out. Uh, <sighs> yeah. And lately, um, someone said, oh, you should really try the latest Final Fantasy XV. And I went, really? Isn't mm-hmm. that the one with the, 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 the boy band that goes around the place? I went, yeah, you think that. And basically, I've, I've been playing that for about almost 100 hours. And wow. the, actual, the, yeah, the actual plot broke me. It, it, really, it really, I was in bits. Wow. No. I might have to give that a try. Yeah, but you, you really do have to get the, um, the, the latest version because uh, the window, you know, the Windows edition or the or the Royal edition. It's the one where they've actually put all the plot that they should have put in at launch. Oh, uh, interesting! And even then, they didn't finish it. They they actually cancelled the last three DLCs, which would have given the game a uh, in quotes happy ending. <laughs> right, uh, and uh, they put that into a book instead because the, uh-huh. they they just finished it. And yeah. But no, the, fin- the Final Fantasy XV has definitely got me uh, as, a, as another escape, which it's weird. I never expected to enjoy that kind of game at all. It just came out of nowhere. I mean, I'm normally into your, huh. yeah, no, your Dungeons and Dragons RPGs, where you know, you're wizards and, and, and sending forth um, monsters to, to basically do your wizard's bidding. As you can tell, I'm, I always play a mage in D&D. I don't know why. It's nerds. <laughs> yes. <laughs> exactly. I always um, play, um, I, in D&D, I always play uh, dexterity or charisma-based characters, so bards are in there, but um, I've, ne- I've never played a wizard yet. I might play a wizard at some point. There is no better feeling than the first time you say, right, I don't know, I didn't ask. What size the room was? I said fireball. Right. <laughs> I have been a DM on the end of that yep. one too many times. <laughs> yeah, I remember I think, the first time I got to cast magic missiles, and I was like, "Ah, I'm really a wizard now." My, um, I introduced, I introduced my mum to D and D. Maybe two, three years ago, um, and because she wanted to get involved and, and find out what all of the all of the nonsense that I really enjoyed was about, and um, she, I made her a little character. I made her a little um, gnome sorcerer, I think it was, and we played three games with this little gnome sorcerer that she she loves, and it's currently sat on her mantelpiece, and she loves it. That kind of stuff. And um, the second game that we ever played, she walked around a corner, saw a bad guy and cast Fireball without even thinking about it. <laughs> and I, my, my little heart soared. I'm not going to lie. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. Why are there no guns in D&D? Because basically we have exactly. Fireball. Yeah, exactly. Okay, I think... 
I think that just about rounds up what would be the normal questions. Okay, for, right. um, ready um, for this. Uh, Ellie, you're ready for the lightning round. Oh, oh he's I'm got ready. a plan. He's got a proper plan right now. Um, so yeah, you you know about the lightning round. We throw this in towards the end for fun. Um, if you can try to answer as quickly and as accurately as accurately, she says, <laughs> as possible. Um, and if you are ready, hit me. Okay, we'll begin. What's your favourite ship? Asked Explorer. What's your least favourite ship? Cobra Mark IV. What's the best ship in the game? Uh, Crate Mark II. And the worst ship in the game? Asp. Scout. What's your favourite station? Lay Station. Favourite system? Marope. True or false? You can get a free anaconda at Hutton Orbital. False, it's 100 credits and they'll only get it once the large bays are built at Hutton. Do you use engineered or vanilla modules? Engineered. Are you Alliance, Federation, Empire or Independent? Depends which personality I'm using. Mostly Independent, but certainly some Empire in there. Who's your favourite power play leader? That would be the Emperor herself. If you run out of gas, do you call the fuel rats or do you suicide? I would suicide because of the shame. If you have low hull, do you call the hull seals? Do you keep going or do you suicide? You keep on going until that hull falls off. (laughs) (laughs) True or false, you can get a free fleet carrier at Beagle Point. Well, there's a free carrier to use, but you can't get one. Thargoids, friend, foe, or undetermined? They're foe for the moment, but we shall wait and see. Finally, flight assist, on or off? Off. What very was nice time? Very nicely done, very nicely done. We don't do the time. Oh, we should do the time. We do not measure times, but you did very well. You did very well. I'm I'm pretty sure. I'm I'm pretty sure in the edit we won't have to repeat the music. (laughs) 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 That's all we did. (laughs) Is is there anything today that we haven't covered that you would like to talk about? Well, yeah, actually, I've got a a few things. Um, If your listeners, if there are listeners out there, would like to. To read the sanctimonious stories, you can find them on the uh, the forum and on the EDWTRB website. We will absolutely include a link to um, everything that you have <laughs> in the show notes for sure. Yeah, there's also the um, obviously the Wave Radio. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, have you guys ever heard of my Top Shift series? I have. <laughs> I have not. I, I absolutely have. You've done one not so not so long ago, didn't you? Yeah, I did one sort of. Yeah, yeah, that's number 126. Yeah, if you ever wanted to see what the old beta was like, I was doing YouTube videos on the beta for uh, for Elite Dangerous. So you you can see how much they have improved the UI over the last um, five years or so. It really is quite astounding. Uh, And of course, if anybody is turning up to LaveCon, please come on down to the game room and enjoy a game of Elite Managers. Elite miniatures. Yes, I have a set of 3D printed models, uh, which we play a um, uh, a miniatures game, which are, is based on an official product. Um, I used to work with uh, Dave Hughes, who did the Elite Encounters role playing game, and in there mm. there are miniatures rules uh, for um, which uh, me and him put uh, together. Uh, and basically, uh, I run that game once, you know, once a year at LaveCon. So wow, um, you, you can, I've got I've got photos of them. So look on the forums, and uh, there'll be battle reports at the end as well. So yeah, nice, awesome, awesome. Is there um have is that everywhere that people can find you online, or is there are there any other places? Um, no, I think I think the Live Radio website. And uh, EDWTRB is probably where you'll find me. So, uh, of course, unless you look up Phoenix to Fire in game, because I'm about there somewhere. Yeah. Sure thing. <laughs> sure thing. Well, thank you so much for coming and joining us. 
and coming and having a chat. I know it's been yeah, really it's been difficult so to try fun. and we, we, we've, <laughs> we've been trying to organise a time to do this for a little while now. And I'm yep. glad that we've been able to squeeze it in, especially, especially in this sort of like crazy joyous time that is the intermediary between um horizons and odyssey it's nice to have a distraction isn't it because you're just looking at the it website really going, is. yeah come exactly on. when do we exactly. even get the woman notes well, we, we need it the really notes is. Yep. <laughs> there's been there's been a lot of a lot of stuff on twitter today um specifically with all of the um the pr packages that people that people received and i know that that lave um uh, ben with lave also got one of the um uh, the stations, yeah, um, yeah. in game as well. Um, Lave Radio Broadcasting House, isn't it? That's the yes, and I've just found, and we've just found out where that is actually placed, and we're and they, well, yeah, well, I haven't <laughs> found out where mine is yet. I haven't. I don't know where mine is. <laughs> ah, you see, we can we can't tell you these things. Um, but we should, and uh, Ben was so chuffed when he found out because it is so appropriate. I'm so, I'm so I'm so pleased. I'm so it's 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 this has been such a lovely gesture from Frontier as well. Just yeah. um on a um on a really personal note, I know um I know that for though that some of us have um me, Mouse, Psyche, and Exegis at least all named our um our our bases after pets that had mm-hmm. passed away, and it's really nice to have these bonding moments with other people across the community over yep. these um over this incredible love for animals which has been really nice yep. but then there's also the other ones like Lave radio broadcasting house it's such a nice thing to have in game as well yeah so th- cannot thank frontier enough for um no i must admit this. the run up to Odyssey has been really oh hang on <laughs> my my ears just fell out um yeah the run up to Odyssey has been absolutely fantastic um it's been yeah. nice nice to get involved because uh, yeah it's been what three four years since we had something we could really no it's, it's definitely been two years since we've had something decent to to really chew the cud about and the fact that we've got involved is it's so nice <laughs> yeah perfect Ah, oh, well, thank you again. Thank you so much for coming on. Thank you for for joining us. And um, I'll, I'll I'll talk to you on Tuesday on Live Radio. <laughs> yes, we'll, we'll either be celebrating or commiserating, depending on what happens later in the day. <laughs> oh my gosh! <laughs> Fingers crossed for the good stuff. Yeah, let's hope so. Let's hope so. We were clearly that was awesome. We were clearly yeah. the giddiest that we've ever been in any interview. <laughs> I don't I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> oh man, that was that was really that was really fun. I know that um the only other time that you've spoken to Colin is when we were, when we went on Life Radio. Right, right. Back in the day when before we'd even brought out an episode of our podcast, they had us they had us on yeah. to talk about it. So um yeah, um I'm glad I'm glad that my worlds were colliding again. <laughs> yeah. Yep. It was it was really good. I really like getting to the, to uh to talk to him and I love talking to players who um do such good stuff for the elite community in in general. Yeah. Um you know. And also I really like talking to people who are uh who were around to play the original elite like I was. It's always neat to get their perspective cuz um, it, I, I feel like even though we, we have a lot of the same feelings as people who just have played elite, they, maybe they haven't played, you know, frontier. They yeah. haven't played elite like any of the, uh, the previous games. They just know elite dangerous. Um, like we, we can still talk elite dangerous with them, but it, there's also something that's kind of like, they'll remember things about that original elite that I'll have forgotten. You know, um, like the fact that there were eight galaxies, right? And I'm like, oh god, that's <laughs> right. Oh, you only had like 200 star systems, and then and each one had a planet and a star, but then you had eight galaxies worth of 200, you know, uh, different systems. So, like, you know, it's 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 fun to to be reminded of stuff like that that you've forgotten. I'll just have to take your word for it, Mal. That's all I can say. <laughs> Get off my lawn, you kids. <laughs> 
Oh, Gwyn's in youth. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, yep. Okay. No, no, not feeling it. Not feeling it. <laughs> <laughs> So that's all for this week. You can browse episodes and check out more information about the podcast at our website, flightassistpodcast.com. And you can stay up to date by following us on Twitter at flightassist underscore ED. Remember, this podcast is all about commanders and communities, and that means you. We'd love to hear the questions you want us to ask our guests. And if you're an elite dangerous commander who would like to be a guest on the podcast, or if you'd like to nominate a commander to be our guest, we need to know that too. Send us your questions and information on Twitter by tagging flightassist underscore ED, by email to info at flightassistpodcast.com, via our Discord at discord.io forward slash flightassist, or by dropping us a line using the contact form on our website. If you would like to support the podcast and get access to exclusive content at the same time, you can do so by visiting patreon.com slash flightassist. Until next week, this is Commander Mal for the win. And Commander Psychit. Handing the controls back to you. Flight assist off. <laughs> <laughs>